Welcome back to the Hot to Best Daily Pick Show for Saturday, January 15th. Back with some more college basketball action for today. And quickly before we get into Saturday's cards, we had VCU plus two and a half on Friday. Currently, they are losing with eight minutes left in the game, and I really don't see them turning it around. So um, counting that one as a loss, and hopefully we can bounce back here on Saturday. And we should. We got a great card ahead, so let's jump right into it. First game on the card, an early Big East matchup between Seton Hall and Marquette. Seton Hall comes into this game 11 and 4 on the season, Marquette 11 and 6. And both these teams have been pretty solid. Seton Hall 30th in Kemp Palm, 43rd in the Hot Tibet rankings. Marquette 46th in Kemp Palm, 73rd in the Hot Tibet rankings. And, you know, even though Marquette hasn't necessarily got a super amount of love, they have been sneaky good, especially here as of late. In their last three games, a win over Providence was great, um, a win over Georgetown and DePaul, which, you know, games they definitely should win but they do win them and honestly at home especially this season they've been a very very strong team um, in no small part you know Justin Lewis is a lead scorer for this team dropping 15.1 points per game Durham Morsell also dropping 13.1 points per game and overall Marquette has shot the ball very very well a 52.2 effective field goal percentage and 33.2 percent from beyond the arc as well as 72 percent of their free throws but that's not to say Seton Hall is a bad team. Seton Hall has had a decent season. The loss to DePaul on Thursday wasn't great, but they did have a decent win over UConn, um, even though it took them to overtime last week in that game. And they got a couple of good scores too. Jared Roden dropping 16.9 points per game. Bryson can dropping 13.6 but overall the shooting for Seton Hall hasn't been the best they've had some struggles this season only a 48.8 effective field goal percentage also only hitting 30.2% from beyond the arc and the free throw shooting is really where they shine shooting the ball 78.2% um, and while they're a good offensive team all around you know Seton Hall is 29th in adjusted offensive efficiency 39th on the defensive side of the ball they just haven't necessarily been super impressive in my uh, mind. You know, Rodon also leads the team in rebounds, pulling down 7.1%. Um, or 7.1 rebounds per game, rather. Um, but Seton Hall, you know, 78th in defensive rebounding is decent. But outside of that, um, they haven't been a team that's, you know, been lights out by any means. Uh, Marquette's by far the better rebounding team here. Lewis pulling down 7.8 rebounds per game. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball, they're 48th in the country. Offense is pretty good, too, at 61st. And really, this is a Marquette team that had some struggles in, you know, the mid to late non-conference portion of their schedule. They played some tough games games um and competitive at times but just couldn't necessarily get over the hump and find wins this team as of late starting big east play here has really got it clicking shaka really feels like he's got his team rolling here and um this is going to be a tough game for seton hall going on the road they have not looked nearly as well away from home this season and like i said marquette has been a very solid team at home so give me shaka sart and marquette here plus one and a half Next up, we head to the SoCon for a game between UNC Greensboro and Mercer. UNC Greensboro comes into this game 10 and 6 on the season. Mercer is 9 and 7. And while Mercer might not get the love in the rankings, 222 in Kim Palm, um, they are 176 in the Hot Tibet rankings. UNC Greensboro 161 in Kim Palm, 135 in the Hot Tibet rankings. This Mercer team is one that has not been horrible by any means. You know, good wins against VMI and Samford in their last two home games. Um, they're another team that has been very, very good away for, or at home, rather. They do have a loss to Furman last week on the road. Um, but even that game, they didn't look 
absolutely horrible in it ended up getting away from him um but there wasn't the worst game in the world felipe haas has done a decent job scoring points for this mercer team dropping 15.8 points per game jalen johnson also over the 15 point mark 15.1 points per game for him and even outside of those two mercer has been a very very solid shooting team this season a 52.8 effective field goal percentage and 37.4 percent from beyond the arc and the free throw shooting is absolutely great for him 78.4 percent and honestly there's not a whole lot to get mad about for this mercer offense when we look over to the ucnc greensboro side of the ball um you know they've been okay this season they do have that win over vermont earlier in the season but their home road splits blitz are one of the the craziest i've seen um this season they have not really played good at all on the road they've played much much better at home and unfortunately for them this game is on the road um they got a couple of scores you know demonte buckingham um lisa's team is scoring with 13.1 points per game Bass Lytle is also dropping 9.1 points per game but as a whole they don't have you know just great playmakers or anyone who's a super excellent shooter only a 48.3 effective field goal percentage on the year for them um, they're hitting 34.3% from beyond the arc, but Mercer does, you know, still edge him out there by quite a wide margin. And even the free throw shooting is not horrible at 72.2%. Um, but again, Mercer edges him out. And it, it's really that Mercer offense that is so, so dangerous in this game. Mercer comes in 105th in adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm, um, while UNC Greensboro 248. But they kind of flip on the defensive side of the ball. Um, UNC Greensboro 97th in adjusted defensive efficiency. Mercer is two. Uh, 323 um rather so you know it's a it's an interesting matchup whenever you see you know a defensive heavy team going up against an offensive heavy team you don't know what exactly what you're going to get and you know one area where UNC Greensboro definitely shines on the defensive side of the ball um is well let me rephrase that doesn't really shine on the defensive side of the ball um is forcing turnovers even though they've been a good defensive team they have struggled to to make teams you know turn the ball over only a 16.9 turnover percentage is what they're forcing 281st in the country um in that category and really for unc greensboro gotta slow this game down they play a very slow style of basketball 62.9 adjusted tempo the, the 30 349th slowest team in the country um and while they've been a good defensive rebounding team you know 20th in the country in that um category the production for this unc greensboro team it's just not great you know I, I would love to see more out of them and while i have some defensive concerns um for this mercer team they've played very very good at home they've been a very good shooting team and i don't even think the unc greensboro defense has enough to slow down mercer here so give me mercer minus one and a half here against unc greensboro Next up on the card, Appalachian State taking on Coastal Carolina. App State comes into this game 9-9 on the season. Coastal Carolina 9-7. and If it feels like I just took a look at this game a couple days ago, it's because I did. These two teams played on Thursday two days ago um, in, in a pretty exciting game. Coastal Carolina ends up losing that game by one at App State. But, you know, they switched places here. We're at Coastal Carolina. And the Oddmakers gave Coastal a pretty big nod here in this game. That pretty decent um, home court advantage which i agree and i think they deserve they you know look good against app state in their first game and and i think the the home court um is well worth them laying six points here coastal carolina is 178th in camp 162 in the hot debate rankings edging out app state in both um, App State 206 in Kempom and 185 in the hot to bet rankings. And, you know, App State did get that win 
in the first game, but they've struggled against better teams this season, no doubt. Um, they do have a, a good score in Allen Delph, um, dropping 16 points per game, but outside of him, they don't have a ton of depth. Michael Lakari is dropping 9.6 points per game, but overall as a team, App State is definitely not the best shooting team. A 46.5 effective field goal percentage and 30.3 from beyond the arc, as well as a 65.5 free throw percentage. Um, in Coastal Carolina, you know, sure they lost the first game, but they have some good wins this season. A win over South Carolina early in non-conference play was great a win over Wofford um, as well and this team has you know played very competitive basketball even in their losses got a couple of decent scores and Osam Masafa was 16.1 points per game Vince Cole is also dropping 14.2 points per game and overall they might have the best shooting team in the world but they have shot the ball better than App State a 49.4 effective field goal percentage 32.4 percent from beyond the arc as well as 66.8 from the free throw line um and like i said on thursday the app state team here um it's not the offensive side of the ball that i'm worried about going up against coastal carolina it is that defense and they were able to slow them down a little bit in that first meeting you know app state 165th in defensive efficiency while only 234th in offensive efficiency and it is that shot defense um that really <laughs> leaves app state open even though they are better on the defensive side of the ball they've allowed a 52.7 effective field goal percentage 288th in the country and I think it's that that really allowed Coastal Carolina to hang in the game, keep it close, and basically going down to the last shot. You know, Coastal Carolina um, keeps it a one-point game down to the wire. Um, and Coastal Carolina is not a bad team on the defensive side of the ball either. 164th in adjusted defensive efficiency, while 200th in adjusted offensive efficiency. They've been a pretty good team rebounding the ball, especially on the offensive glass, pulling down 32.4% off the offensive glass, 31st in the country there. And Coastal Carolina themselves has a pretty good shot defense. A 45.6 effective field goal percentage um, is what they've held their opponents to, 37th in the country in that category. And overall, Coastal Carolina is a very solid team. Um, I think they, they get it right here in this game and put the i don't know about beat the heck out of app state um app state is definitely still a solid team and it was a one point game um two days ago but i think coastal carolina is the better team and at home in this one after already seeing them um i think they run away with it at the end so give me coastal carolina minus six here against app state Next up on the card, we got Memphis taking on East Carolina. Memphis comes into this game 9-6 and six on the season. East Carolina is 10-5. and five. And Memphis has been an interesting team this season. They are ranked fairly high, 38th in Kempom, 21st in the hot Tibet rankings. East Carolina, 153 in Kempom. 174 in the hot to bed rankings and you know memphis was one of those teams during conference play or non-conference play um you thought they were good at the beginning they struggled down the road but as of the beginning of you know american play here they haven't looked horrible you know they had a pretty good turnaround going into conference play um they are coming into this game though off of a loss to ucf on wednesday um but they got a couple of scores you know deandre williams dropping 11.3 points per game obviously amani bates um is a huge you know presence on this team 11 points per game for him and over Overall, Memphis has been a decent shooting team this season. 52.8 effective field goal percentage, 35.7% from beyond the arc. But it is the free throw percentage that gives me some concerns when looking at this Memphis team. They have not done a great job, only a 67.9 free throw percentage. Um, and as far as East Carolina goes, they have two losses in their last games as well. A loss to Temple, a loss to Cincinnati. But, you know, those games were semi-close. They were competitive in those games. And those games were on the road. When we look back to their last home game against Tulane, while they took it to overtime, um, they were, you know played a, a good game of basketball um in that game we bet on them in that game and i really did like what i saw out of east carolina there um and a 
large part of that is Tristan Newton, who is doing a good job scoring for this team, dropping 17.7 points per game. Vance Jackson is also dropping 12.5 points per game. And overall, East Carolina has been a really good team shooting the ball. Um, you know, only a 50.8 effective field goal percentage, actually a little bit worse than Memphis, but they're doing a really good job from beyond the arc, 37.3% from three, um, as well as a 45, gosh, I can't talk, 74.9 uh, free throw percentage for this East Carolina team. And that offense is strong, 129th adjusted offensive efficiency, 200th in adjusted defensive efficiency for East Carolina. And while it might not stack up with what Memphis has done, you know, 44th in adjusted offensive efficiency, 47th in adjusted defensive efficiency, you got to remember they are the underdog in this team. And honestly, getting six and a half points just still seems like too much against this Memphis. Maybe I'm not giving Memphis enough credit for what they've done as of late. Um, but East Carolina is a solid team, they're a really good rebounding team. Brandon Johnson, you know, is a, is a bigger reason why he's pulling down 7.1 rebounds per game. They're 174th on the offensive side of the ball rebounding, um, even better on defense, 131st. And while I don't hate what Memphis has done, um, their offensive struggles are definitely a concern to me. They turn the ball over a lot, a 24.3 turnover percentage for Memphis, 354th in the country in that category. And really, I think their offensive struggles on the road um, are definitely a huge concern. I think East Carolina continues to be strong at home and I love them to cover this one. So give me East Carolina plus six and a half here against Memphis. Next up, we got James Madison taking on William and Mary's. James Madison comes into this game 10 and three on the season. William and Mary is three and 12. And for this JMU team, they're pretty solid, 155th in both Kimpom and the Hot Tibet rankings. Um, Williams and Mary, 341st in Kimpom, 311 in the Hot Tibet rankings. And while Williams and Mary, you know, has a, a couple of you know conference wins to start out the conference play here. Both their win over Hofstra and Northeastern came by one point, and those were their first two D1 wins of the season. In the entirety of non-conference play, this William and Mary's team could not find a win. And Honestly, I think that's more telling than anything going into this game. They're just not a very good team. You know, they got a couple of scores. Um, you know, Connor Kukela leads this team in scoring with 11.4 points per game. Ben Wright is also dropping 11 points per game. But overall, they have not really been a good team at all shooting the basketball. A 45.6 effective field goal percentage, only in 28.7% from three, um, and only 64% from, or, yeah, 65% rather, from the charity strike. As far as James Madison, they're a team that has definitely impressed me. A huge non-conference win over Virginia, even though Virginia isn't necessarily what we once thought they were this season. Um, still a decent win there. Um, do have a loss to Hofstra, you know, in their first game of conference play this season, but they followed up with a decent win over Northeastern in their last one. And um, they've got some good scores. Valder Morris leads his team in scoring with 12.4 points per game. Takeem Wilson also dropping 11.6 points per game. And overall, they've been a very good team shooting the basketball. A 52.4 effective field goal percentage and 34.9% from the on the arc as well as 71.1 from the free throw line, which I'm not going to say is surprising, um, but they're actually better on the defensive side of the ball. You know, they're 181st in adjusted offensive efficiency, 146th in adjusted defensive efficiency. When we look at William & Mary, it is that offense for them where they have really struggled. Only 350th in adjusted offensive efficiency, and a big reason why is because they turn the ball over a lot. They're 357th in the country when it comes to turning the ball over, a 25.3 turnover percentage. Um, and the defense doesn't get much better for William & Mary, 286th on the defensive side of the ball. And they're going up against a James Madison team that's defense 
defense does a really good job forcing turnovers. Um, James Madison's defense has forced turnovers on 22.7% of their possessions, 28th in the country in that category. And it was a JMU team that missed a lot of time um, because of COVID, had a huge break between December and January there. Um, but they've bounced back with a couple of good games, and I think they have an even bigger game here against William & Mary, who's honestly just not a great basketball team right now. So give me JMU, minus 11 here against William & Mary. Next up on the car, we head out west for a little Pac-12 action. Stanford taking on Washington. Stanford comes into this game 10-4 on the season. Washington is 7-7. Seven and, seven. and you know Stanford obviously had that huge win over USC earlier in the week. They followed up with a win over Washington. But they've just looked like a very good team, and for good reason. You know They're very, very solid. They're 67th in Kempom, 77th in the hot tip at rankings. Washington 151st in both. And you, know, you can't discount Washington completely. They're really the definition of an average team this season. Um, and they have a win over Cal earlier in the week. Not a bad one there. Um, and they have, you know, Terrell Brown Jr., who is a very good scorer for this Washington team, 20.7 points per game. But he truly is their whole team. Um, you know, Emmett Matthews Jr. is also dropping 11.3 points per game. But overall, Washington has definitely struggled to shoot the basketball this season. A 44.7 effective field goal percentage, only hitting 30.6% from beyond the arc, as well as 67.8% of their free throws. And I'm not saying Stanford's the best team in the Pac-12 by any means. And honestly, if you're giving me USC versus Stanford, I'm probably taking USC in most of those games. But Stanford is still a solid team. They've had four losses that really none of them were horrible. The Santa Clara loss maybe not the best loss in the world but that santa clara team is solid a loss to baylor colorado texas none of those you know jump off the page as, as being horrible losses and they got some good scores as well harrison ingram 12.2 points per game for him Jaden dollar is dropping 11.9 points per game and overall they're definitely not a bad shooting team by any means a 51.7 effective field goal percentage and 35.2 percent of their shots from beyond the arc as well as 65 percent of their free throws uh, and they've looked good on both sides of the basketball 89th in adjusted offensive efficiency 60th in adjusted defensive efficiency and i can't necessarily say the same thing about washington well, the defense has been strong for Washington, 82nd adjusted defensive efficiency. That offense has had their struggles, 243rd in adjusted offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Um, but they do have some redeeming qualities in their defense. One of them is that they can do a good job forcing turnovers. Um, Washington is forcing turnovers on 24.3% of their possessions, 16th in the country in that category. Um, but, you know, Stanford is equally as good on the defensive side of the ball. And they're not bad on offense either, um, especially when it comes to rebounding the ball for this Stanford team. They're 11th in the country in defensive rebounding, 34th, or sorry, 11th in the country in yeah, defensive rebounding i had it right should have just went with it <laughs> in 34th in the country in offensive rebounding and honestly this stanford team is one that is very very hot right now they're trending in the right direction which isn't necessarily a good sign to bet on a team because you know that couldn't mean they're they're due for a letdown spot and that's absolutely a possibility here but you know stanford that, that usc win was impressive and honestly if i think they were gonna have a letdown it would have been at washington state who is a, a a bubble team who is sneaky good um and i really love that washington state team but you know who i don't love i don't love this washington team and i think stanford takes care of business here so give me stanford minus two here against the huskies Next up on the card, Alabama taking on Mississippi State. Alabama comes into this game 11 and 5, Mississippi State 11 and 4. And Mississippi State has really surprised me this year. I was not expecting this team to be as good as they are. They're 41st in Ken Palm, 49th in the Hot Tibet rankings. And even though Alabama outranks them, 17th in Ken Palm, 11th in the Hot Tibet rankings, 
It's an Alabama team that is just very overrated. You know, they had, you know, the absolute highest high you can have with, you know, wins over Gonzaga in Houston. Um, and they've just really fallen off a cliff since then. They haven't looked absolutely horrible by any means. But going on the road and losing to Missouri is not something you want to have on your resume this season. Um, they kept it close against Auburn in the game afterwards. But this Alabama team has to put something together and quickly if they want to salvage this season. Um, Jared Sackleford, though, is a good score for them. Don't get me wrong. They still have a very good offense. 16.1 points per game for him. Javon Quinterly is also dropping 15.4 points per game. And overall, Nate Oates' team is shooting the ball well. A 53.1 effective field goal percentage, 32.1% from Yark, and 70% from the free throw line. But Mississippi State has equally had, you know, a, a pretty good season. You know, SEC play for them starts off with a bang win over arkansas a good win over georgia in their last one and they've really just been a good team at home this season honestly their only loss at home this season came against the minnesota team that i personally love even if they're maybe not the best team ranking wise um but it's definitely not a horrible loss by any means it's not like i don't know a Stephen f lost in austin lost at home for for duke or something last year i'm sorry that was an unnecessary shot at duke but <laughs> mississippi state is look good at home is all i'm saying ivor similar dropping 17.5 points per game for this team um garrison brooks is also dropping 10.8 points per game um and overall mississippi state has shot the ball well a 53.2 effective field goal percentage 34.1 percent from beyond the arc and 73.4 percent from the free throw line and it's a big reason why this state team has been so good on the offensive side of the ball 26 in adjusted offensive efficiency um pretty much up there with bama who's ninth in adjusted offensive efficiency um bama does get the slight edge on both categories though 55th in adjusted defensive efficiency compared to state's 90th in adjusted defensive efficiency but that doesn't mean mississippi state has been a bad team on the defensive side of the ball at all they're a very very good rebounding team especially um brooks leads the team in rebounding with 6.7 rebounds per game um and the defensive rebounding has been good 21st in the country there offense has been just as good 15th there um and while Bama is a good team, don't get me wrong, they got playmakers. And Nate Oates, I love what he's built with this Alabama team. And I think they're going to make a run um, and maybe look good in March. And, and who knows what the, the future holds. But this team has definitely come back down from earth from the absolute high of, of beating number one Gonzaga and beating Houston right back to back. And they just haven't looked nearly as good since then. Um, and this is going to be a very tough conference game on the road. You never know what's going to happen in those type of games. And honestly, Mississippi State to me right now is the hotter team. Um, they're, they're really just playing very competitive, very you know team-oriented basketball. And at home in this one, I absolutely love them. So give me Mississippi State pick them here over Alabama. And for the last game of the card, we jump out west, a West Coast Conference game between LMU and San Diego. Loyola and Marymount comes into this game 7-6 and six on the year. San Diego is 9-7. and seven. And there's no hiding the fact I love this LMU team. I've bet on them several times. I tried to bet on them a couple more when games got canceled. Um, but it's a team that I love so, so much this season. They're 121st in Kempom, 104th in the Hot Tip Bet rankings, edging out San Diego in both, who's 90, 198 in Kempom and 213 in the Hot Tip Bet rankings. Um, and both these teams start out West Coast Conference play with a loss to San Francisco. Definitely not a, a bad loss by any means, but Loyola Marymount has a great win over SMU during their Feast Week tournaments. Um, you know, a great win there. 
Um, and they got a couple of good scores. Eli Scott is, you know, their main guy dropping 16.1 points per game. Joe Quinterton is also dropping 14.1 points per game. Um, and as a team, they've shot the ball well. A 52 effective field goal percentage, 32.7% from beyond the arc. And they're hitting 74.7% of their free throws this season. As far as San Diego goes, like I said, obviously started out West Coast Conference play with that San Francisco loss. But they did follow it up with a win over Pepperdine and Portland. Um, two impressive wins. I don't know about impressive, but good wins for them there. Marcus Eglinton leads them in scoring with 13.9 points per game. But of their current guys, Joey Caltarna um, is their second leading scorer with only 8.9 points per game. And it really just, you know, showcases how hard it's been for the San Diego team to score points this season. They're not a great shooting team. Only a 46.8 effective field percentage, only in 32.3% from beyond the arc, which is similar to what LMU has done um, in 69.4% from the free throw line. But overall for San Diego, the defense is where they shine. You know, they're only at 265th in adjusted offensive efficiency, while they're 114th in adjusted defensive efficiency. And their shot defense has been impressive. They've held teams to a 45.1 effective field goal percentage on the year, 24th best shot defense um, in the country. But outside of that, there's not a ton to love about this San Diego team. And LMU is so, so solid on both sides of the basketball. They're 117th in adjusted offensive efficiency, 129th in adjusted defensive efficiency. And the offense has just looked so, so polished this season um, and like I said a solid team on both sides of the ball and really I love what Stan Johnson has done with this LMU squad um, and really I think they get a huge win to, to get that you know West Coast Conference resume boosted here on the road against San Diego so give me LMU minus one and a half here against San Diego and we made it through another college basketball Saturday card. A lot of great games happening today, um, even outside of the eight or whatever here we showcase. So um, just, you know, glued to the TV today, watching college basketball should be a great card. And if you want to see more college basketball action for today um, and the entire season, head over to hot2bets.com. Take a look at the hot to Bets computer model picks up there. Got picks for all of the games happening in college basketball today, um, as well as the NFL playoffs going on, NBA, NHL. Got a UFC fight night today. All sorts of stuff to bet on here on a Saturday, so go take a look at all of that. And also follow the Hot Dippers main account on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok to stay up to date with all the computer model action getting posted over there. And also follow me at Hot Tip as Chris on Twitter and Instagram to stay up to date with everything I'm doing over there, as well as on the Best Stamp app, where you get early access to all the picks. The second I record each episode, um, right before I record, I put the bets on Bet Stamp. So make sure you're following there. As well as if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future content. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on for Saturday's college basketball card. And thanks for watching today's show. I will see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>